Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Listening to Hurt at Sports Radio, covering Nebraska football and recruiting for 24/7 Sports. Here is Mike J. Schaefer. Yeah, that's a grown-ass man right there. Mike Schaefer. I don't know. There could be bacon involved. Mike Schaefer. I appreciate it, guys. Thank Brian Edwards for me. Here is Mike Schaefer. Was that was that last sound by Brian Christopherson in that intro? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we are. <laughs> we'll talk to Brian Christofferson tomorrow. Now we're talking to Mike Schaefer from Husker twenty four seven on the Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline. Schaefer, how are you this morning? I am. Uh, I'm good. I'd rather talk to Brian Christofferson too, <laughs> for what it's worth. Listen, stop, we love talking stop. to you, Schaefer. Come on. Come on just, now. Like, I, I get it. He is a nice guy. I would rather be hearing from him as well. I mean, don't forget about Bruncey. We love Bruncey, too. You can't leave out the other guy in the crew. That's all right. I mean. Just the three stooges. It pretty much goes Brian, then me, then Bruncey. <laughs> you just put him on the bottom of the food chain? Just caught him out like that? I mean, I, I feel like it, it's a well-known fact. We're gonna we're gonna have to discuss this with Bruns on Thursday. We're gonna have I to. I can't wait to get there. You know, let, let's patch him in now, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> we, you know, we did talk last week about ranking your coworkers. I didn't know that Shafe was gonna do it unprompted. Just what what are these ratings based on, Shafe? Like what are, what? How are we well, ranking? BC's them? a five star. <laughs> Shafe's an obvious four star in this scenario. Uh, Term potential. Fit within the program, coachability. <laughs> is Brunt's not coachable? Is that the problem? I could see that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's part of it. I mean, and then you, you know, I mean, BC was born here in Nebraska. Brunt's was born out in California. You got to worry about the transfer portal. In the <laughs> you know, opportunity to cover Stanford two four seven. He might just jump on it. He might just lose him. <laughs> I don't know that there's a lot of uh, I don't know that there's a lot of traffic on the Stanford 247 site, Shave. I that might be a you know that might be taking a, a little step down in career path. That's okay though. Uh, Believe it or not, it went down after Andrew Luck went to the Colts, <laughs> <laughs> and that, they've never recovered. That makes sense. Yeah, when they they're they're recruiting five star students though. We know that. Um, Shave. There was a there was a big visit weekend. For Nebraska, a lot of 2025, 2026 guys uh, that were in town over the last few days or week or so. Um, what have we learned, if anything, about some of those guys as Nebraska starts focusing more and more on next year's class? Yeah, I mean, we we have definitely heard uh, you know good things about the the visit weekend, as you often do. And then the really interesting thing, they just had a lot of talent uh, that they were able to get to campus. You know, on a weekend where the weather wasn't fantastic, but talked like Cortez Mills last night, uh, top two four seven wide receiver from from Florida, and he's like, you know, you just you get there, and you know it's going to be cold, and you're cold, and then at some point you just realize you're still there, and it's fine. And I was like, well, that's a pretty apt description of just 
you know, living in cold weather. If you're cold, <laughs> you realize you're still there and it's fine. Um, so I, I think the visit weekend went really well. I, there's no, you know, imminent commitments coming out of it. But a lot of this is kind of just kicking the door open for 2025, getting some of these guys like a Mills who was so jacked about how his visit went. He's planning on being back this spring. That's a guy I would keep an eye on. I mean, there's a ton of connections to him specifically. And, oh, by the way, he's going to go visit Georgia, Clemson, and LSU now. Uh, so it's not like there won't be competition. But, I mean, Nebraska's done a really nice job with, with getting things going. With some of these guys, I think it was important to them, let's get them in in January. So that way when they come back in June or if they come back for the spring game, it's not their first time here that they've already got a baseline, and then we can build off of that. And so a lot of this weekend was was laying kind of the foundation for what they want to do for this 2025 class, building some early relationships, sowing some seeds in, in the minds of some guys of like, hey, if I come here, this guy might also be coming here, or these guys are already here and they're from my area, in the case of Cortez Mills. So I, I think they've just kind of built off of what they already have start laying some of the foundation for some of these um, you know, top-end guys that they want coming back. And then, you know, they, they introduced something new this weekend that has really um, caught recruits by surprise. They call it interactive meetings. And what they did is they had guys line up at their positions in groups of 11 and then just go through, like, play calls and go through checks. And they would talk them through what it would be like in, in this situation if they were playing at Nebraska. And Recruits have just been raving about that, and I've never heard of a Nebraska visit doing anything quite like it. And so I, I think, you know, the fact that they're always trying different things or always doing different things um, has really sort of helped out. And that word of mouth, I think, is, is certainly going to, to spread as well. I mean, they've got another visit weekend coming up here Saturday. They're going to have more visits in, in March and April. Uh, but I, I just think, you know, even though there wasn't a commitment that came directly out of it, they're pretty happy with how everything went. Shay, reflecting more on the weekend and, and what's to come, would you call this the Matt Rule effect, the Dylan Rayola effect, or the Nebraska program effect? Uh, I mean, it's got to be all three, right? Like, because it's, as, as much as everyone's excited about um, Dylan Rayola, some of these relationships predate the fact that he was even, you know, a possibility for Nebraska. And so... There's, there's some of that, and as excited as people are about Matt Rule, I mean, not everybody not everybody necessarily is looking at Nebraska because of Matt Rule. It might be because they grew up in Kansas or Missouri, and Nebraska was a big deal to their parents or what have you. But the cumulative effect of these three things is arrow way up for Nebraska recruiting. I mean, you, you've got a coach that seemingly everyone raves about when they walk away from their first visit. Uh, just, you know, in the way that he talks and the way that he, <clears throat> I really hate using this word because I think there's connotations that I don't want with it, but the way that he preaches, uh, in a way. I mean, he, he preaches about family, he preaches about football, he preaches about life, and those messages connect really well. You've got an excitement factor in, in Dylan Raiola that this program has not had in a long time, and then you have its history, and by the way, this is going to be really tough for you guys to believe, and somehow I never mentioned this. Nebraska has brand spanking new facilities, and uh, they're uh, they're pretty good. The, the recruits tell me, so they uh, <laughs> they're like, "Oh man, I can't wait to, if, if I come here. Like they're going to be completely finished. These are the nicest in the country." Yada yada yada. 
they they certainly notice the bells and whistles. We'll put it that way. We're talking with Mike Schaefer from Husker 24-7. Uh, Schaefer, looking at that 2025 class, already, uh, of course they have a handful of commitments already um, with especially the you've got the three Nebraska kids and then uh, C.J. Simon, the most recent one, back in December. Uh, I guess as you're sort of – I know it's way, way early, so I'm, I'm going to give you permission to, to speculate here a little bit. But as you're looking at the tea leaves and some of the guys they're involved in early and and things like that, like what, where do you think ceiling wise, like best case scenario, Nebraska's class could end up? You know, obviously I think their high school cl- class was 18 this year. A lot of that was boosted by a guy like Dylan Rayola coming into the class. But assuming you don't have another Dylan Rayola like surprise out there. Like, what kind of ceiling is Nebraska looking at for, like, a 2025 class? I mean, I always feel like the, the ceiling for Nebraska in recruiting is falling somewhere between, like, 13 and, and 17. And the difference between 13th and 17th is really minuscule. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, maybe one different recruit. Now, the problem is that I don't know that Nebraska is going to take a massive class size. Okay. And so class size can really dictate your overall ranking. Nebraska was going to be a top 25 class without Dylan Raiola, but it was going to do it on the strength of signing 28 players. I mean, so it's uh, it's you know kind of a double-edged thing. If they only take 18 players, but they're really good, but and their average recruiting ranking would have them as 13th in the country, their overall number might be lower cumulative total because they have 18 players relative to Colorado taking 30. Or, sure, you sure. Know, so, like, it's—I I definitely think they can be in the mid-teens. I, I really struggle with the idea that there will be a top-ten recruiting program without ever winning anything meaningful. Um, but right now, with sort of the cachet that they have and the excitement factor of Dylan Raiola and the sort of, uh, you know, high-level offensive players that they need a lot of in this class that have a lot of interest right now, I mean, there's a chance they could stack multiple four-star wide receivers and a running back, maybe two running backs, and then you add in with your Christian Jones and, and everything else that you hope to additionally add elsewhere, and you could have five, six guys in the top two, four, seven, plus a few other four-stars. You could paint a really nice picture, and that's all to say I still think probably mid-teens is the high point. But, like, I again, I would – caution people, it's just going to be really hard for Nebraska to continue to take these massive classes year in and year out. At some point, they're going to have to have sort of a smaller class, but that doesn't mean it's going to be any lesser in terms of stars. Um, It just means that the overall number is just not going to be what we've seen, which it can't be. I mean, they they took 30-some the year before and uh, 28-29 here this past year, plus they you know, they got a guy on campus right now um, in Keona Wilhite. Uh, so, you know, they're never slowing down at any point. Um, and so it's, it's hard to expect that they will, but it's also hard to expect that they can keep that pace, too. Mike J. Schaefer from the Husker 24-7. Schaefer, we appreciate you making time for us this morning. I know you're busy, uh, but uh, we appreciate your time, and hopefully we can catch up to you for with a little bit longer next week. All right, thanks for being flexible, guys, and uh, let me know how Brunch feels about my power range. (laughs) We will. We'll We'll talk to him on Thursday. That's our guy, Mike Schaefer from Husker 24-7.
24-7. And I don't think BC will have a problem where he sits. I was like, listen, he got ranked number one. He's going to love it. <laughs> uh, we're going to see where Joe Lenardi has a bunch of college basketball teams ranked in his bracketology. The the OG bracketologist Joe Lenardi from ESPN joining us next here on Herd at Sports Radio.